This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Well, what's up, everyone? Welcome into episode 142 of Small Talk. I'm your host, Michelle Smallman. Your other host, Steve Cerruti, is here, and boy, is he hyped. We had to put the recording on hold because Steve was watching some very important and very exciting soccer game. So, Steve, please fill us in. Yeah, so uh, I apologize in advance. It went way longer than I thought it was going to go. Usually PKs are, I don't know, five minutes or so. They end up like 5-4, one team misses. Uh, This was the Europa League final between uh, Manchester United, so very big club, and Villarreal, which is a team in Spain. Not a major club, but a decent club. And for anyone who's wondering what the hell the Europa League final is, it's kind of like the NIT of soccer. Like if the Champions League is the NCAA tournament, the Europa League is the NIT. But it's a little bit bigger than that. Manchester United is one of the biggest clubs in the world. They were playing in it, so it's fun. Um, the penalty kick ended up going, it was 11-10 final score, which is insane. That, that almost never happens. To the point where both goalies at the end had to take penalty kicks themselves. So they shot against one or the other, and then they swapped places, and then shot again. It's amazing. And Manchester United's goalie, David De Gea, missed his penalty, and Villarreal ended up winning 11-10. And uh, it's, it, it was a massive upset, really, because the United's a huge club. But I was just thinking about this, too. For Manchester United's goalie, David De Gea, you literally could not do any worse in a penalty shootout. He allowed le- all 11 goals, and he missed his penalty kick. You could not do worse. Like, Michelle, you and I could have probably – we could have done just as well or poorly as David De Gea did, uh, miss, not saving one goal and then missing your penalty. So he's one of the most expensive goalkeepers in the world, and he, uh, he just did not show out there. So mm, not great. You had one and then one A jobs, sir, and you did not do any of them. Yeah. I mean, listen, once you get to the keepers in a penalty, most of those guys aren't used to actually shooting on goal. I mean, they just blast the ball forward from their own net, right? They're not used to actually, you know, having pinpoint accuracy on a shot or putting it top nine, upper 90, as they call it. Um, forgive them for not making it, but to, to not save one out of 11 is not great. It's not great. Especially not great, when you're trying to win the NIT. In soccer, it's all about trophies, so it doesn't really matter. Trophies are like rings culture in the NBA nowadays, where it's like, if you don't have a ring, if you don't have a ring in the NBA, you're a loser. It's like, well, there's some nuance to that. Chris Paul's a really good player. He doesn't have a ring, but he's really good. Um, Charles Barkley doesn't have a ring, but he's great. That's like that in soccer. Oh, we don't have a a trophy. We don't win a trophy. So it was kind of funny that they were able to deny Manchester United a a trophy there. So mm. one of the highest paid clubs in the world, too. And and David Dahe is probably, I think he's the highest paid goalie in the world. Which is insane. In the whole world? I, th- I think so. If not, he's definitely top three. Well, then that is embarrassing. Yeah. So a little excitement to start the pod today. Let's go. I'm fired up. Well, I'm fired up, Steve, because a while back we talked about how everyone in the group chat became Jordan Belfort when Reddit was popping with some stock info and it put the market into chaos. You and I jumped in and we decided to invest some coin into AMC. And a yep. lot of people bailed. A lot of people bailed on AMC. Quitters. You and I- yeah, that's right. You and I held strong. And I texted you today. I'm at the gym and I look <laughs> up on the screen and it's like the meme stock skyrocketing. AMC takes a big search and I pull up my app and I'm like, oh my God. To the rich. We've done it. <laughs> okay. When you say holding strong, what you really should have said is forgot about it. Cause I forgot yeah. I even had it in there. That to me was lost money. I didn't even, I put money in there originally because I'm like, if I didn't, I'd be annoyed if it actually hit the moon, you know? And I didn't put a like life changing money in there. It's, you know, it's fine. You know, a little bit, a little bit of change just to make it interesting, right? And I just chalked it up to a loss, a lost cause. And now I'm sitting there. I texted you back at me, like, "Do we sell? What's going on? What, what do we do next? I don't know what to do. Tell me what to do." Because I'm not an expert, but you're telling me your people are saying, "No, no, we're holding out." My people who told me not to sell are also telling me to hold. 
that they think it's okay. going to go even higher. I don't know your people, but I trust them because I know nothing. Well, our people told me to buy it. And my people, who is now our people because they're advising us, also told me to hold. So we were talking about this a little bit. There's a weird line, though. When do you sell? When is enough enough? Or when are you comfortable? We talked about this a little bit actually on Ryan's pod with this financial expert because somebody asked him about cryptocurrency, right? And he was like, you know, I've made a million dollars in Bitcoin. Do I cash out? Do I keep going? Like, what do I do? And to his credit, the finance guy was like, it's a you decision, right? Whether or not you're comfortable with losing out, if that thing goes to 2 million, are you going to be really upset? Are you going to be happy that you got 1 million? You know what I mean? It's all about personal preference. And he was also like, if you sell now, you also got to chop half that in half for capital gains, right? You lose half that right off the bat. So you're really not even making a million, you're making half a million, which is still a lot of money, but it's really all about just kind of what your personal line is. So we both kind of agreed. I think what, if we double our money, we're out. If we double our, if I double my money, I know you feel the same, we're out. All right. That's a good rule. We'll stick by that. So we got a little bit more to go. I think we need, I probably need another 10 bucks. I think you need another 10, 10 or so bucks. So uh, we might have to do this next pod, but we're holding out until we double up. It's double or nothing for us here on Small Talk. But what if it takes a massive dip and we still have a little bit of a gain? Then we'll have to reassess. If it goes flat and it's still up, kind of, it's hard for me to say because I just, I assumed I lost this money. So it's not even in my, I don't even feel like I own it. It's just, it's like a lottery ticket. If I get it, it's great. If I don't, then I don't really care. So I'm almost just like, why not just wait it out and see what happens? Plus it it is AMC. I'm no financial guy. Like I'm not sitting here trying to tell you that this is the right way to think about it, but movie theaters are opening up again, right? I wanted to go see the new uh, Quiet Place. This I want to go this weekend and see it. So I think people are going to are going to start going back to the theater. Is the stock price going to keep going up because of that? I actually miss going to the movies. So I, I'm one of those weird people that likes doing that. So I almost kind of feel like the stock's going to go up because of that. I could be totally off base on that, but that's my logic. I thought you were going to say you want to go see the new Cruella movie with Emma Stone. No interest. I'm interested in that. It's like an origin story for Cruella DeVille. That's it? Mm-hmm. Okay, well. But I love Emma Stone. I think she's so talented. She's great. Totally agree. I'll see it if if it's on HBO. How's that? I'm not opposed to it, but have you seen a lot of those live action Disney movies? I saw The Jungle Book and I thought it blew. Sorry. Yeah, I thought it was meh. You know, Mulan was weird. It was too serious. I didn't see Beauty and the Beast. Didn't see uh, Aladdin. Didn't, so. Nope, didn't see Aladdin either. Yeah. So but I love the old Jungle Book. I have such mm-hmm. a nostalgia thing about that because I had all the Disney movies growing up as a kid because my mom worked for a cable company. So she would get those movies for free. And so it was such a big deal to get the VHS, you know? And um, my dad's favorite Disney movie when he was growing up was Jungle Book. So we always, always, always watched Jungle Book together. So I have an affinity for the Jungle Book. So whatever they did, I wasn't going to think it was great. Yeah, that's true. They can't possibly live up to the hype. Well, uh, I mean, there's a difference between a very cute animated bear and blue and like an actual bear. There's exactly. There's a big difference when you're cute and cuddly and it provides this allure for you as a kid to like an actual bear and an actual panther in the jungle. That was like Lion King. It was It's cool when they're animated and Simba's a little pup, but when they are cub, I should say, when they are actual lions, it's like, this is kind of odd. You know what movie I think would be great that I would want? Well, actually, let me just say this first. It was weird because in Mulan, they didn't have Mushu and he was the funniest part of the movie, you know? Like the little little dragon guy. Yeah, Yeah. he wasn't even in it because it it wasn't funny. It was a serious movie about the invasion of the Mongolians into China. It was like, am I watching the History Channel? Am I watching Disney? I don't know what's happening right now. I can't imagine kids loved that. I don't think it was for kids. I feel like all of these are for the are for us, the, the people who grew up watching them. And now, hey, take our money. And here's a new version of this movie that's not as good, but you're probably still going to watch it anyway. That's what I think they make these for. They don't make them for kids. The Mulan remake was not a kid's movie at all. Hmm. 
Um, but you know, really quickly before we move on, I want to see, I would watch Hercules as a live action remake. I think Hercules would be a great live action remake. Think about it. Hercules himself. I don't know who's playing him, but maybe it's like one of the Hemsworth brothers. Be no, but really they're sick. already a superhero or something like that, right? That's true. There could be some crossover. Come on. It's a Disney Marvel thing. I don't know. Yeah. You can get some crossover there. Uh, yeah. Who would play Meg? I don't know, but I always thought she was my favorite of the uh, of the damsels, if you will, in those kind of movies. Who was your favorite Disney princess? Actually, that could be a good draft, a Disney princess draft. We should do that. Put that one in the hopper. That is a good one. Um, so you want me to hold off on this because I think I have an answer. Just give me your answer, and I won't draft it unless it's my favorite one, and then all bets are off. I think it's Belle. And of course, girl next door. Bruno yeah, but they're all kind of girl sweet. next door. I mean, come on, that's you. Well, who's well, yours? Know mine. Yeah. <laughs> You'll die. I love Sleeping Beauty because I also love to sleep and nap. So okay. I'm identified with nap culture. Well, you kind of have a Sleeping Beauty vibe now with that with the blonde hair, right? You're putting that vibe Her out there. Her name was Aurora and Briar Rose. I loved that mm-hmm. she you know, lived this happy life in the forest and was kind of blissfully unaware of her origin story. And then she met like a hot prince named Philip in the woods <laughs> just singing a song. I mean, isn't that everyone's dream that you just traipsing along one day and you bump into a hot prince? That's pretty much Meghan Markle's uh, origin story, isn't it now? Exactly. I don't, so, I don't know if they were singing songs, but I, either way, I just thought that that story was great. But I take that- it was scary AF. Oh, I, mean, I didn't see that. No, no, I mean, and even in the... Oh, I thought you meant like the one with Angelina Jolie. Oh my God, I well, that, that I never saw either, but I'm just saying of all the Disney villains, if you will, Maleficent is the scariest. Oh, I'm trying to think of who, like, Jafar was she had that laugh not super ha, scary. Ha, ha. You know who always kind of scared me was uh, Ursula. Ursula. Yeah, Ursula was scary. Yeah, she actually... Probably because she was an, like an octopus or something, right? Or what was she? I don't even remember what she yeah, was. Yeah, she was an, like a lady octopus. Yeah. Did I ever tell is... you what my dad and my uncle used to do to my cousins and I as kids? No. Oh, my God. So this is when I picture dad, Saruti, I totally picture you pulling this move. So my family had a lake house and it was me and all my cousins and we're all girls. We're all relatively the same age. And we loved The Little Mermaid. Absolutely loved mm-hmm. On repeat 20 Under the sea. I get it. Yeah, just sea. on blast. I mean, Who's this and what's this galore, Steve? So when we would take the boat out at the lake house, there was all of these little coves and inlets or whatever. And there was this cave that you could kind of go in near our place. And whenever we would be bad, my dad and my uncle would back the boat into the cave and they said it was Ursula's cave. <laughs> and so we would be screaming at the top of our was like, no, we cannot go to Ursula's cave. And they'd be like, are you going to behave? Are you going to listen to us when we tell you to do things? And we'd be like angels for the rest of the trip because we were so afraid of Ursula's cave. Again, this is where it comes back to, I feel like 90% of parenting is just scaring your kids and doing stuff. <laughs> Just telling them lies to make sure they don't do shit and just be like, 100%. if you do this, this is going to happen. And it never does, but kids and believe like, it. I can just imagine my dad and my uncle laughing internally so hard at oh, us, yeah. like freaking out over some benign cave and like a rock wall, like a man-made probably rock wall in the Ozarks. And yeah. we're freaking out thinking we're near death. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm going to change my pick. Meg is my favorite Disney princess. Now okay. that I think about it. I've had time to marry down. I, di- I did always like Belle, but Meg was cool because she, not only do I love this, my favorite movie, Disney movie, but... She's also funny. She constantly makes fun of Hercules and she's kind of like this independent person. And she's kind of like mysterious. She has this vibe. She's got a little dark side to her. Meg is my favorite Disney princess. So she's the Beyonce of Disney princesses. Uh, she's independent. She's mysterious. She's beautiful. She's talented. 
I would say she's more of the Rihanna of, of, oh, <laughs> of Disney fair. princesses. That's very yeah. fair. Yeah. Did you see Rihanna's dating ASAP Rocky? I didn't. I don't even know what that means because I'm old, but okay. You don't know ASAP Rocky? I know who he is, but isn't, I haven't heard of ASAP Rocky song in forever. Is he still making music? Oh, I'm going to send you some jams. He When I went to New York, strictly ASAP Rocky on okay. the play. Yeah, you're cool. you're cooler than I am now. I feel like I'm slowly you you joke about dad me, but it's actually happening. It's weird. I don't even have a kid. Todd, I'm getting old. What? What do you mean? Why do you feel old? You know what's funny? You were talking about you brought up Chugi a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and I had never heard the term, and now I've heard it everywhere. I heard it on my Peloton ride yesterday. There was a whole Chugi ride that was, was dedicated. Was it Cody Rigsby? Uh, no, it was this blonde chick. I don't know. I don't remember her name. It wasn't oh, Olivia. Hmm. I forgot you're a Peloton mm. writer. Now. I'm, I'm on Peloton now, which is great. And I'm loving it. Absolutely loving it. It's, I never never thought I would be pumped up to work out to Vanessa Carlton, but here we are. Uh, like sometimes, Steve, you're in the middle of a ride and they'll play an oldie, like a I know. song that you didn't even remember was in the catalog. And you're like, here we go. And you remember every word. It's so Do fun. you check the playlist before or do you just say, never. like, trust the shuffle? I trust the shuffle. Okay. Well, I'm exclusively Cody Rigsby. For all of you fellow Peloton writers, I had tried Alex. I've tried Ali Love. And no disrespect to them. Cody and I just connect on a soul level. He plays all the songs I want to hear. He's so funny. He's so motivating. I grab some water. I grab a towel. I get my life together. And Cody and I can go on to the next part. I'm trying to look up. I did. I know I did an Olivia one. Um, and I, I like Olivia. Tough. Olivia is tough. It was definitely the harder of the, I've only done two. It was the harder of the two for sure. She um, is a little beast, that one. Oh, she will kick name? your ass. But she had the Vanessa Carlton song. I'm like, this is awesome. Oh, here she is. Hold on. Who is this? Uh, I'm trying to click on her picture. It doesn't have a name. She's blonde. I think it's Leanna. Kendall. Kendall Tool. Oh, Kendall. Kendall. Yes, Kendall. I enjoyed her class. Yeah, enjoyed her class. But she was talking about Shuki. Anyway, to get back to our main point. And she was basically talking about how she had just heard this word and then how, you know, Gen Z people are making fun of millennials and calling them chuggy. And it just dawned on me, we have become the old people. It's weird. It happened like overnight, I feel like. When did this happen? Our music is weird. Our style is weird. Our decor is weird. Are we just outdated now? I mean, you're cooler than I am, so it's hard to yeah. say, but but cool. I don't know. It's weird. In the last couple of weeks with all the chuggy talk, and I've heard on a couple of different shows and different things I've been seeing on Twitter and social media, I've never felt older as a dude. It's weird. But back to our conversation about Chugi, all of these young kids who are trying to rip millennials, all of the stuff that they think is cool, we've already done it. That's what Kendall said. And we can said. confirm that it's not cool. That's why I'm like, okay, Middle have parts. your moment, have your word with Chugi. I'll see you on the other side. I'll see you in five years when you're looking back at these photos with your baggy jeans and your middle parts and you look like a butt and you're, you have no shape. And then you're going to come around to the other side and you're going to say, you know what, millennials, we apologize. Those dances we made on TikTok, they don't age well. It's not a fine wine, okay? It's like a white claw. It hits immediately and then you're going to feel bad about it the next day. That is a great, great analogy. And I will say, we're getting to that point in social media history where kids are going to have only grown up in social media. So you'll be able to see every part of their life through whatever social media platform it is. And it's going to be weird. Like imagine having a kid, those kids will have kids like 10, 20 years from now, everything that they did as a kid, their kids will be able to see. Isn't that weird? Imagine your mom doing a naughty TikTok dance and you're like, oh mom, my God. Ew. I don't know. So glad you brought that up. I would die if I went back and saw what my parents were doing at our age. There's nothing crazy on my social media book. If I was 10 years younger, uh, I would be right in that red zone where all of my shit would be out there for the public to see anyone, my kids. And they'd be like, dad, what the hell were you doing? 
Why were you so weird? What's this with this middle part and these bell-bottom weird platform shoe deals? You just look like an idiot. Like, I don't know. It's just the times. Sorry, son. Like it's called Boy Meets World. Ever seen it? Yeah, I don't know. You're right. The style thing. That's, and that's what Kendall was saying is that they can make fun of us, but we did all this weird shit. I wore clothes that were way too big for me. And I look back and I go, that was stupid. Why did I do that? Now I actually wear clothes that fit. And I feel like I look better to be young and, and ignorant. You know what? Let them hate on us all they want. I so appreciate that they are feeling themselves, that Gen Z is feeling themselves, but I also kind of need them to shut up. Yeah, you're right. It's a good combination of the two. It's like, yes, you have some good ideas, but you're not right about everything. Like settle down. Right. Also, if you think yourself, so Steve, let me just back this up a second. When I was rushing a sorority, you go down to the final three and you have to pref them one, two, three, and then it has to be a match on both sides. And I remember I was so stressed out because there was one I didn't really love. I knew I was going to pref that three, but the, the other two I really, really liked. And when I went to house one, they welcomed me in. They were like, we love you. We think you'd be such a great addition to our family. We want you to meet this person and this person and all of these things. And I was like, oh, it just feels great there. This is who they are. And I think I could be a part of this. I go to house number two. They spent the entire time with me ripping house one because they knew I wanted house one. Okay. So not, not, tactic, not a good move for you. I know that. Well, their tactic was these people suck. And you should join our house. Nothing about how great they are, right? And I feel like Gen Z is taking the same approach where they're ripping millennials and they're not really just standing in their truth thinking they're so cool. And if you have to rip other people, then you're not as great as you think you are. And that's what I'm seeing with Gen Z. The fact that they're spending all their time ripping millennials, they don't feel too great about themselves. They know the TikTok is a little lame. They know the baggy jeans are going to go out of style. So if they have to spend so much time talking about us, I'm not concerned. It's so funny. Isn't it just so funny how that works? It's probably every like 20 years or so. There needs to be a decent gap. So I guess generation. Yeah. Um, but that group just tries to be the exact opposite of the one before them. It's like, oh, they're wearing all skinny clothes. We're wearing all tight yeah. clothes. That was us, right? We, we started to evolve into the tight clothes thing. And then it's like, oh, tight clothes, get out of here. I'm, I'm wearing all this baggy <laughs> stuff. And, it, and the music is the same way. Even with that blinding light song, we've kind of gone back to like the eighties with some of our music. Now everything is cyclical. This is why my argument for about stuff being timeless or not movies are a whole different thing, music and style that shit just comes and goes, you know, and it can be updated a little bit, but the baggy stuff that kind of reminds me of a little bit of the nineties, right? Before we kind of, as we were growing up, everything was too big, even early two thousands. So we've seen there, we've been there, we've done that. And it's one of those things I've always said this, Ryan always says this too, is there's no generation where the older people don't shit on the younger people and just think, oh, I don't understand the younger generation, right? It's always happened in the course of human history. But I've never felt like more like a group of the the younger generation is so anti the older generation as it is right now. It's very weird. You know, they just think that they're so smart. And and I sound so old saying this right now, but they have all these things that they want to do. And it's like, yeah, you you, you don't think anyone's ever thought of this stuff before? Yeah. All right. Everyone wants green energy and all this stuff and all this happy stuff. It's hard to get there. We've been trying. I'm sorry. It isn't just snapping your fingers. It doesn't happen overnight. Uh, so I just, I feel like they think all this stuff is so easy. Right. Steve, are they comfortable? Yeah. Do you know what I'm asking? No. Are your white New Balance shoes comfortable? Wait, what do you, I don't know what you're alluding to. I'm saying that you're acting like a dad. Oh, my Air Monarchs. Yeah. Yeah. We're right over your head. My lawn mowing shoes. I don't even get jokes anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting so old. I was like, well, what are you talking about? You know what the good news is? I've got something that will never go out of style. And I'm talking about a draft. Yes. All right. Here we go. We're going to do a draft today. It's been a bit. The last one we did was the highly debated and highly discussed ESPN personality draft. So, Stephen, I thought it's been a few months. 
let's bust out another one. Yeah. And you want me to just outline it right now? Yeah, we're we're trying it. to kick this out, kick this around for a while. We didn't know. And I was like, it's summer. Could we do something around summer? We do a lot of music. I don't know. I want to do something different. And you kind of proposed the idea of a barbecue because what's more summer than a barbecue? I just started grilling. I grilled, I grilled some kielbasa last night, barbecue nice. sauce, fantastic, some cut up peppers. It was Look absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, you are a dad. No, because I'm not that kind of guy that's like, you know, as soon as it's like above 50, I got to get the grill out. I enjoy grilling, but I'm not one of those obsessive people. Guys my age, even now, they're obsessed with their green eggs and their Traegers. I'm not really, that's not me. I'll grill a couple of hot dogs, some hamburgers, you know, some corn, whatever, peppers. I don't consider myself an expert. I'm certainly not going to spend multiple hours, like 12 hours smoking a brisket. I'm just not going to do that. I don't have time. I'll go to the store and buy it. But we were thinking, what's more summer than doing a barbecue in your backyard? And why don't we draft what our plate would look like? And I think right. what we're going to do is we're going to each have five slots. It's going to be one main plate or one main item, right? Your main deal. Uh, what are we doing? We're doing two sides. Two sides. A drink and a dessert. Correct. Is that correct? Five. So five things total. I had the first pick in, I took Taylor Twelman first overall in the ESPN draft. So I, you have first pick. Okay. So I have the first pick and what are we going to call this? The barbecue plate draft? The memorial day barbecue draft what's the name of it do you have one the small talk welcome to summer memorial day barbecue play draft perfect i love brevity keep it so simple amazing. yeah <laughs> amazing okay so the small talk welcome to summer memorial day barbecue plate draft yep. amazing with the first pick and i thought a lot about this you don't have to go in order, by the way. I just want to, we don't have, you don't yeah, have to pick yeah. a main first. You can pick dessert first. You can pick a drink Correct. first. Okay. Correct. I just want to get that out there. Thank you for that. But I am going to go with my main first because when you build the plate, there is one vehicle that you build around. This is the franchise quarterback. You need to make sure that you're picking a Trevor Lawrence, right? I don't want to roll the dice on a Trey Lance. Okay. Which is why with the number one overall pick. I'm going hamburgers. Yes. Yes. Give me a minute here. Here's why. If I'm doing ribs, people are just going to eat the ribs the way that I do them. Brisket, same thing. With a burger, you get the classic burger that is going to be done on the grill to perfection. Some carbs in there because we're definitely going to be having some beers at the barbecue. So you're getting carb element. And then you can build it as you choose. Steve, I know that you love a little avocado. You can throw mm -hmm. some avocado on your burger. I like a lettuce, tomato, onion deal with some ketchup and mustard on top. Same. Some people like mayo and sriracha. So this is why if I'm building a plate for my barbecue, I want to make sure that I get a burger and I get all the accoutrements that I want on my burger. Wow. Okay. Everything you said is right. I love a good burger at a barbecue. I, I feel like you can't really go wrong with this selection. I'm with you. Lettuce, tomato, mayo. You get a little special burger sauce on there. If you're feeling fancy, throw some avocado. You're right. Bacon, whatever. I love a good burger. But if we're talking about in the backyard and I'm on my grill and I'm cooking it up for a group of people and we're having a good time playing some cornhole out back, I feel like you got to go all beef Frank hot dog. I'm sorry. That is my favorite thing. It's the easiest thing to eat. You hold it. You can do other things. You can hold that and hold the beer. You can't really do that while you're having a hamburger. It's too messy, right? Especially if you do it right. You know, you can throw whatever you want on it. I just, there's nothing more classic and American and barbecue in your backyard than an all beef Frank hot dog. So I'm not mad at you for what you did, but hot dog to me, I would, if I had first pick, I would have taken hot dog. 
spoken like someone that doesn't go to baseball games often because well, I get my I get my brat and my hot dog fill often at a baseball game. And the way that I view it is I'm never going to get a better dog than I can get at a game. There's a nostalgia totally factor there. The way they crisp it up a little. They don't though. No. Totally disagree. No, because at baseball games, they don't do it on the fire top. They don't do it under fire. They boil it. And that's not what I want. No, no, no. Not the one I get. Well, what do you get? Because all the ones that when the vendors, they, they come with boiled like hot dogs. Bro- no, it's like a big brat. Well, a brat and a hot dog are different things. I'm just a, saying. A brat is totally, we were talking about different things here, Michelle. <laughs> well, I just, just want to make that clear. A brat is totally different. A brat is more like a sausage. A hot dog, you you cut that thing, you char it on the grill, it starts popping open. And by the way, I like mine well done, like borderline burnt. That thing could be black and I, and I love it. And you toast the bun up a little bit, uh, a little bit of... Uh, you do ketchup, mustard, relish, or you could just put coleslaw straight on there or some of your sides on there, whatever you want. Ah, I'm telling you, you're right. The nostalgia factor or, you know, being at a ball game, I get that. There's an aura about it, but the, the ballpark hot dogs, they're not charred. They're boiled. And so no way I'm, I'm taking a charred hot dog in my backyard. Number one pick. I, listen, I don't think either of us lost here. I think we're still on a tie, but I'm just saying if I had first pick, I would take a hot dog. Okay. So am I up next? Or are we doing snake draft? Was snake draft. Five? Snake okay. draft. And I'm terrified. I, I don't know where to go because I don't, I was talking to you about, uh, I was talking to you about this before because I, I don't know what you'd like. You, I know you have the Midwest vibe. You also, I don't know if you're a Mayo person. So mm-hmm. I have to just pick the thing that I love the most. Yeah. That's the approach. And, and just fingers crossed, go from there. And I, I don't think you're going to like this, but I don't care. Coleslaw. I just mentioned it. I need coleslaw. I love the crunch. I love the acidity. I love the mayo. As I just mentioned, you could put it on a hot dog. You could put it on a hamburger and it's actually amazing. Uh, Bobby's Burger Palace. If you ever go to one, there's a chain. Bobby Flay, what's up? Look him up. He has this burger. It's one of my favorite that I've ever had. It's an all beef burger, cheese, barbecue sauce, coleslaw on a sesame seed bun. And it is as close to perfection as you could find. It's amazing. Wow. So I praise from, I like coleslaw on things by itself. You could jazz it up to make it a little spicy, throw some cayenne in there. So some paprika in there. I don't know where you stand on coleslaw, but I absolutely love it. I think you need that acidic bite with a lot of the other things that you get on your plate. I am very pro coleslaw. Do not like coleslaw with mayo. Like it was a little vinegar. Based. Vinegar. That's fine. You could do both. You definitely could. Now I hope what I'm about to pick is going to not receive any sort of hate from you. I hope you just allow this. I hope you hear what I have to say. You receive it. You marinate on it and you accept it. Okay. I mean, I'm bracing myself for something weird. So I I don't know. Go ahead. (sighs) Okay. With my second pick. So what is this fourth overall? Mm -hmm. I am going With an Asian ramen salad. Have you ever had it? My mom makes a mean one, but it's not my favorite thing. But I know my sisters love it. Maddie loves it. My dad loves it. So I'm not going to knock you for it. It's just not my favorite thing. But I get it. It's crunchy, right? They don't really fully cook that. I didn't know if you would allow it because it has a coleslaw base, but it's totally different. We're talking bell pepper. We're talking ramen. Sometimes we put a little chicken in there for fun. It's almost like a pasta salad, really, more than it is a coleslaw. Right. So I'll allow it. Has, it. it has salad in it. I, I have a backup just in case. I know why you pick. You need that. You need that kick. You need that acidity. That's exactly why I picked coleslaw. So I, I'm not going to blame you. For it. It's not my favorite thing, but I totally understand. Okay, I'm glad it. you allow it because I knew with some cabbage in there, with some yep. coleslaw base, you might be upset. 
So again, I'm just going to pick something that I don't know if you like or not, but I just, I know I love it. So I know I need it. I'm going potato salad. I love potato salad. Michelle, I love potato salad in almost every form, really any form. I mean, we're talking russet potatoes, sweet potatoes. We're talking Yukon gold potatoes, red potatoes. I love potatoes. and I love the creaminess of the mayo salad deal. And I like one with strictly celery, just for that nice crunch. You could throw some peppers in there. Again, you can mix this up too. You could throw a little heat in there, throw some cayenne in there, some paprika. I don't want to throw any weird things in. I like to keep it pretty basic, but the creaminess of a potato salad. I mean, I, I honestly think I might like that more than coleslaw, but I kind of felt like I need coleslaw to kind of balance my meal out more. So I feel like even though I may have had this higher on my big board, I got it later. So I love this. So give me potato salad. There's only one potato salad on earth that I really enjoy. And it's from a local market here in St. Louis called Straub's. And it is a sour cream based potato salad. It is so good. It's devoid of celery because I hate celery. Really? It doesn't taste like anything. You see it for the crunch. It adds nothing for me. No, it doesn't. Michelle, it's not about what it tastes like. You need the crunch. Otherwise, it would be all, it would be mushad. It would be too, you know what I mean? Yeah, no. You need that bite. That's why you add a little pepper, a little crunchy celery, a little whatever in there because it can't just be mushy. I understand. And this doesn't necessarily have a crunch factor. It's the way they cook the potatoes in it that have that extra bite to them. So the potatoes almost crunch. Oh, I don't like that at all. No, no, it's great. I no. promise you, it's the best potato salad you've ever had. I need my potatoes. Other like, than that, well I don't done. really love mayo based. Yeah, I love mayo. I'm not afraid. I know mayo is not cool anymore. I don't care. I love mayo. I like it on burgers. I don't like it on hot dogs. I like it in my coleslaw. I like it in potato salad. Give me, give me all the mayo. I'm okay with it. I'm not dipping my French fries in it, but give me mayo. Okay. Well, you can take your Hellman's and I'm going to see you. What I would argue is the most important and classic side at any barbecue. And we're going with pasta salad, my friend. That's what I'm picking for my here. So I've got a, your delicious burger. We're going with a little ramen slaw. And then I'm getting a little pasta salad. Cavatappi noodles in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe some bell pepper. If we're getting crazy, we could really Italian it up. Throw in some mozzarella. We could get some salami in the mix. Maybe chop up some pepperoncini, some banana peppers in there. Vinegar base. Beautiful. And again... A cavatappi noodle is perfect for you to stab with your fork on a plate. If you're standing up and having a combo, I can still do this. This is easy. I'm not hindered at all by this. And if you drop it on your shirt, it's not going to leave as big of a stain as something that's mayo-based. I'm not worried about that. I am. I mean, at barbecues, things get crazy. I could be playing bags. Maybe I'm playing a drinking game. Whatever. You know what I'm saying. Maybe maybe I'm playing uh, horseshoes. What's that game called where you have the little metal circle and you throw it and it has to hit the hook on the wall? Or the oh, wall. I don't know what it's called, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. We have that at my uncle's and it's very hard to do and very fun. We're playing that a lot. So if I have my plate in my hand and I'm throwing things, I'm unconcerned with a with a pasta salad. And it needs to be, as any good Italian, we need some pasta in the mix. So I need a pasta salad on the plate. No, it's a great call by you. I mean, as an, as an Italian growing up, the good Italian pasta salad with that dressing almost. Yeah, you're right. Vinegar base. You can't go wrong with it. It's awesome. I actually grew up not liking potato salad or pasta salad. As an adult, I am obsessed with both of them. I eat both of them by themselves, period. Uh, All right. This is my fourth pick. Uh, And this is what? Seventh overall. So I could go dessert or I could go drink. I think both of us actually could do that. Or I guess you could take another side and not take a dessert. I don't know. I don't care. Whatever you want to do. 
I need this. I'm going to go drink because I need this. I don't even know if you're going to take it, but I'm going with it. I'm so nervous because there's only one drink I want. I'm going a cerveza. I need a Mexican beer with a lime. Is that what you're going to pick? Nope. Okay. Michelle, I'm not even a big beer guy. I don't actually like IPAs at all. I don't drink them. I've been a big sour guy recently. No big deal. Uh, oh, but I love, love cervezas. I love Mexican beer. It could be a Corona. It could be a Soul, which is my personal favorite. It could be a Modelo. It could be a Pacifico. I do not care. Just give me that with a lime wedge. And I, I could drink those literally all afternoon and feel fabulous. So any of those, give me Mexican cervezas, absolutely caps off. I needed it. I'm putting that ahead of a dessert because I'm not being a big dessert guy. Um, I need the Mexican beer at the barbecue. Okay. Um, I should have known that you would pick that because you've also on this podcast before expressed your love for cervezas. <clears throat> so I kind of had a feeling that might be coming. And you know what? Because you didn't snag my drink, I'm going to save that for last. That's really going to be my piece de resistance. I'm going to make sure and snag my dessert because I only have one dessert written down. When I'm at a barbecue, there's really only one thing that's going to make me stop what I'm doing and head to the dessert table. And I don't know how you feel about this. Actually, there's two things that I could go with here. But I'm going to do what my heart is telling me, and I'm going strawberry shortcake. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, it's fun. It's good. Wouldn't have picked it, but... It's a great summer dessert. Strawberries mm -hmm. are in season. They are fresh as hell. You get the little biscuit in there. Depending on how you like it, you could go ice cream or cool whip, or you get really fancy and do like a, a creme fraiche deal. I don't even know. Some people get for one time, Steve, I was getting really crazy and I made, I was in charge of dessert and I made a strawberry shortcake with balsamic strawberries in there. Oh, wow. Lemon zest on top. Amazing. Are you. But a strawberry shortcake scream summer and it is always a fan favorite. So I'm going strawberry shortcake for dessert. Now, after you make your dessert selection, I will then reveal what my other pick would have been. Okay. So this is my last pick. So I'm going to just tell you, I'm stuck between two things. I'm not even sure one of them is actually a barbecue dessert. One of them is a dessert. One of them is kind of a dessert. Is pecan pie a barbecue summer thing or is that more fall? I've only ever had pecan pie at Thanksgiving. Okay. I feel like I've had it at some, so I'm going to, I'm going to skip it then. I love pecan pie, but I'm going to skip it. It's really the only pie that I like. I don't, I don't, apple pie I'll tolerate pretty much everything else I don't like. Okay. Um, I'm nervous here. I'm not a big dessert guy at the barbecue place. So this is why I'm going to go with a hybrid deal. I'm going with cornbread. Cornbread. It's got a lot of sugar in it. So it's kind of desserty, but it's also savory. You get a little honey butter on there as a nice night cap at the end of your meal. And I feel like a lot of barbecue places, especially in St. Louis, probably in the South, they give you a piece of cornbread with your meal. So I kind of feel like this is acceptable. I think cornbread is going to count as my quasi dessert slash third side, if that makes sense. I'll allow it. And great pick by you. Thank great you. Great pick. Yeah, I love especially, good cornbread. Especially with the honey butter. Honey butter, um, maybe some jalapenos baked in, you know, it could be good. Well, I don't know if you get the honey butter and the jalapenos. Kind of Why not? It's, it's like a little soothing action. Anyway, but how, however you like it, you could do it. But cornbread is delicious. So here are the two things that I was debating between. Key lime pie, because <laughs> I love key lime pie. And I just went to a low country bowl and I made a key lime pie and it was the bomb. It was the bomb. And number two, so random, brings me back to childhood. But I was going to go orange push pops. 
Oh, okay. That's really taking it to the childhood. Yeah. But if you're at a barbecue, popsicles are usually involved somehow. And I was thinking red, white, and blue pops, like the rocket pops. Always Those are delicious. But I really like a push pop. If someone's going to bust out, I don't even know if you can still get those at the grocery store, but that really is the ultimate when I think about a barbecue as a kid, push pops. Quick aside, what was your go-to at the ice cream truck? I didn't go to the ice cream truck. What do you mean? We didn't have one that came to my neighborhood. You Never as a child did you experience an ice cream truck? Not one time. What is happening in St. Louis? <laughs> well, we used to go to what? the ice cream shop that was up the street. You never went on a place on vacation where they had an ice cream truck. Never once in your life did you go up to the window and, and order an ice cream no, truck. No, I don't think so. That's I mean, I, fucking I like... insane. <laughs> you missed out on one of the weirdest and coolest parts of childhood. I'm sorry. I've heard this, the sirens before, or what are they called? Like the, the tune? Yeah, like the, the chime or whatever the it's chime. called. Uh, yeah, yeah their calling card, their walk-up song I've heard. But I've heard it when I'm in New Jersey. I feel I sorry was. for you. I really do. This is upsetting to me. Really? It was yeah. that great for you to go up and- Oh my God, you get an ice cream sandwich or you get the SpongeBob ice pop or you get a- I asked because they have push pops. They have the red, white, and blue thing. They have all these things that you said. But they just hit different because you got out of a truck from some random dude. And it was awesome. And I'm not saying I had it all the time. It wasn't really in my neighborhood either. But we would do it when we go to the Cape or I don't know, like at baseball games. When you're growing up playing Little League, they would always be around. You never went to like a Little League game ever and it was there. Oh, I was going to the concession stand and getting like nachos or Skittles. Well, you get that too. Mozzarella sticks are my go-to. But nice. I'm so disappointed. I feel bad for you. I guess we need to make that a reality. I don't know. I don't even know I how we would do that. Michael Gold Jr. would be ashamed of you. Would he really? Is this a Connecticut thing? I mean, I'm sure that there's I ice cream. I didn't think it here, was. I don't know. Now I'm really trying to think, but I, my family's lived in the same place for a long time and I just never remember an ice cream truck cruising around. And quick aside, whether it's ice cream or a taco or whatever, anything that is given to out of a truck tastes better. You're hundred percent right. And that actually brings me to the combination of those two things. Choco tacos. Oh. fucking Banging. Might be the number Taco one thing out of uh, the best. I used to get well, those at know, school. You know what I miss so much, and maybe I'll go get one is a dip cone from dip Dairy cone's Wayne. good too. Yep. Dip cone. Dip cone hits so good when you crunch into it at first when that shell breaks. Oh dip see, cone. I always went blizzard at Dairy Queen. I don't get a cone very often there. You're missing out. Sorry. I'm tell you. Wow. All so right, you're your last pick. Such a loser now. Yeah, I don't, I just, I'm shocked by that. I feel like that would be on your radar and you would have loved that and you never experienced it. It's amazing. I don't think I have. I need to consult with my family. Because Sounds like there's a business opportunity for someone in St. Louis, the St. Louis area. I don't know, Steve. I feel like in 2021, adults driving around in vans, handing things to children might not play as well as it did when we were kids. Mm, I think it's fine. There were... A, adults around when I would go up to the thing. I wouldn't do it by myself. I mean, I wouldn't feel comfortable if my kid did it by himself, but I don't know. I think, I think you're fine. I think you're overthinking this way too much. Think about Uber. We get in strangers' cars now. Who cares? Yeah, but that's not kids. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. It's usually at a baseball game where there's a million other people around. Like, no, this isn't like a, an HBO special where a kid gets kidnapped or something. I feel like my childhood is incomplete now. It is. Honestly, I feel that for I wasn't going to say that, but now that you did, it, it does feel like that way. Okay, well... Next time I see an ice cream truck, I don't care what's happening. I don't care if I'm in a wedding dress. I'm Run that thing down. Pull over and I'm <laughs> going to get a Choco Taco and we're having a time. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm looking at my plate here, Steve. I have a burger. I have ramen slaw. I have a pasta salad. I'm going strawberry shortcake, which means I need a beverage. And when I'm at a barbecue, there's only one beverage that I want. 
and I want several. I'm going with a summer shandy. I'm going with a summer shandy. We're playing bags. We're playing drinking games. We've got tunes on. Maybe a little Dave, which I know you'll hate, but I'll love. Not allowed at the Surrey House. No. Steve Miller Band, maybe. Love Steve Miller Band. Throwing yep. it back. And Joker, let's go. A summer shandy in my hand or some form of summer beer. I love a grapefruit rattler. Shout out to Urban Chestnut here in St. Louis, who has the best grapefruit rattler ever. But um, so you're talking like lining kugels? Yeah, that works. Yeah, I love a good lighting Google. They got lemon, they got grapefruit. Oh yeah, peach. They're very good. Totally. Very good. good. So give me, as my beverage, a classic summer shandy. I think I Uh, ran away with this. I'm not going to lie. Hot dog as your first pick. My God. Hot dogs are are delicious. What do you mean? Hot dogs, they're the staple of America. It's a hot dog. What is more American than a hamburger? Hamburgers, weren't they... It wasn't a hamburger. Well, I guess the hamburger was invented in where, Connecticut. Listen, it doesn't matter where it was invented anyway. It's what we've done with it. Okay, so Connecticut it is American. Shouts out to Connecticut. Um, I, well, I guess, I don't know. Was it invented in Germany? I don't know. But I guess you could say hot dog technically like bratwurst. Or that's a version of a hot dog, right? Exactly. Where it invented in Germany. Germany's ha- Germany has it apparently. I don't know. Um, Just like I like both of them. Hartford definitely has it too. Uh, I like both of our lists. If I had your plate in front of me, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be out of my mind excited about it but i would eat all the things on there and be very happy but it's just not my preference i think mine my only concern with you is you went ramen and pasta salad which are basically two pasta salads no, i kind of feel like so you slept different. up there totally mm, different they're both acidic i kind of feel right. like you slept up there i went yeah. acidic with the coleslaw and potato salad creamy mayo i, I just feel like mine's a little more well-rounded no mine has the crunch of the ramen and then the heartiness of the pasta salad are there or are there not two pastas in both of those you have two pastas no one's hey. a ramen slaw it's a noodle it's a pasta noodle no 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 well yeah it's a noodle it's still a noodle you went double noodle <laughs> i went double noodle you're right uh but i'm not mad at it i think it was a great choice yeah all right we'll have to let the people decide i don't know i actually Again, this is all personal preference. Obviously, we're going to pick our own. I don't know. I kind of see people leaning more towards mine because I think mine is a little bit more traditional. Neither of us are very exotic, but for you to whip out the ramen thing, I don't know if that's super... I don't know if everybody's into the ramen thing, you know? Whereas everybody likes coleslaw. You haven't been to many barbecues here because everywhere I go, we got the ramen slaw working. I would have picked... Sunflower seeds. We've got the bell pepper in there. I mean, it's all happening. I would have picked the broccoli slaw over ramen. That was next up... So yeah. I had on my second tier broccoli slaw, slaw, and then I almost picked this because I thought you might Mexican treat corn. I had it on my list, and specifically Mexican. I I don't like corn on the cob, no. but Mexican street corn that shit hits different. Uh, totally, totally. But I kind of have to be in a vibe. The other thing that's weird: did mac and cheese anywhere enter your your uh, so your list? I actually was talking to my co-host Randy Carricker about this today. Uh, we were discussing my big board and he loves mac and cheese at a barbecue. And he thinks that, that I should have had it on mine. He says, major omission, not having mac and cheese. So it was on the list. But the thing about mac and cheese, and this is what I tell him, is that it's so hot. And when you're eating outside and it's, it's hot, it's you know, if it sits too long, it's not good. Mm-hmm. It's amazing in its infancy, but... It could go left. I totally agree with you. Yeah, I'll say this about mac and cheese. Uh, I love mac and cheese and I love it with barbecue food. Uh, Specifically love it with brisket. But I'm sitting down inside at a barbecue place. I'm not outside in the heat eating mac and cheese. That's indoor dining only. 
So that to me is the difference there. So that's why I didn't have it on my list. I just don't know if it's as versatile, but I I love a good mac and cheese. I thought the same thing about baked beans, which I love. Love baked beans too. Not my favorite thing. It depends how they're made. You know, you know, there's little bacon bits in there and whatnot, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it wouldn't crack my, yeah, it wouldn't crack my top five size probably though. Okay. Well, you had a hot dog, coleslaw, potato salad, a cerveza with a lime Mm -hmm. and cornbread. I went a beautiful burger. We've got the ramen slaw in the mix, a pasta salad, cavatappi noodles, delicious. Double noodles. (laughs) Double noodles. We're having summer shandies and we're closing it out with strawberry shortcake. So we'll put up a poll or something. Yeah. Or if you think both of these plates suck, smalltalkpod.com. Let your thoughts be heard. Don't yell at us with like, oh, brisket or pulp. I don't know. We were just trying to keep it simple with the main thing. The only thing I was going to maybe pick was kielbasa, but I kind of feel like that's too fancy. Just keep it simple. You know, don't yell at us if it's not fancy enough for you. Well, let's get to a review, Steve, that tells us we're both wrong. Oh, good. All right. Literally, the title of the review is You're Both Wrong. Five stars. Michelle, Birkenstocks are the best summer shoe, hands down. Disagree. Saruti, you worked entirely too hard to justify your predisposition on DMB. (laughs) You're right. I'm not even going to argue that, but I've been marinating on this for over a decade. So I'm sorry. It's just one of those ticks that I have where I've been developing that take for a long time. So you're right. I probably spent too much time on it, but I'm passionate about it. You really are. Yeah. And you know what? Your thoughts aren't going to change regardless of what I say or regardless of what our reviewer says or all of the emails that I have forwarded you from the website of people trying to convince you to give Dave a shot. You're not going to change your mind. This is a closed conversation. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just not. It's unfortunately, there's not going to be a day I wake up and be like, you know what? Crash. Yeah. Ants. Yeah. Satellite. Let's go. No. Not one day you're going to send a link to dream girl to Maddie and say, you know what? This made me think of you. Nope. No, don't have that bone in my body. Unfortunately, it's just, it must be genetic. It's just not going to happen. Sorry guys. It's fine, but you're missing out. That's all I'll say about that. Sure. I'll take your anyway, I hope everyone has a great Memorial day well, holiday weekend kicking off summer. I hope everyone has a great barbecue with some of these things in the mix. If you're not eating one of the things Steve and I picked this weekend, you're doing it wrong. You're just doing it wrong. But Steve and I will be back in action next week. But until then, hold on AMC to the moon. Shut up, Mayo. Thanks for listening to small talk. Subscribe on Apple podcasts or the podcast one app.